Hi everyone, we're Gabby, Karim, and Jules, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halad to Health. Last season, we took you behind the scenes of some of our mock MMI stations. So we've talked about the GAMSA and we've talked about the interview. So now on to the next step. This season, we're talking all things getting ready for med school. We will be running you through what a day in the life of a medical student looks like, what study techniques to know about, what your career is going to look like, and much more. So So stay stay tuned and and get get ready to get get med ready. ready. (laughs) Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Making of an Incredible MD by Halad to Health podcast. Um, Today we'll be talking about dealing with with disappointment um, to sort of provide some advice and support for students who are going through similar experiences, whether they, you know, didn't receive an interview offer or they... um, uh haven't received a med offer so we thought it'd be a really good sort of um episode to do so that students can sort of have something to relate to and hear hear some stories from um, people who have been through similar situations um before we get started i'd like to make an acknowledgement to country so i'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we're meeting today uh, for me, it's the uh, Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging, as well as pay my respects to any people who are Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander that might be listening to this podcast today. So today we're joined by the lovely Vera. Um, she is currently studying dentistry at the University of Melbourne. And she's also working at Halad. So Vera, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Amazing. Thank you so much for that introduction, Karim. Um, Yeah, so hi, everyone. My name is Vera, as Karim has said, and I'm currently studying first year dentistry at University of Melbourne um, at Howard. I work on the background ops team as an events manager and half a community manager, along with my other fellow half, Carleen. um, And I also am a section two tutor, GAMSAT at Howard. Um, Yeah, that's about me. All right, beautiful. Um, so as you guys can see, very involved at Halad, keeping very busy with her studies as well, which is great. Um, so really, Vera, we wanted to find out about your GAMSAT story today. Um, you have, uh, I think, an interesting GAMSAT story, and I think our listeners would really benefit from it. So can you tell us a little bit about your experience, um, you know, how many times you started the GAMSAT and what you did to prepare? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think I checked the GAMSAT a couple more times than most people around me, um, or so I thought. Um, After going into my course, I realised a lot more people actually take it more times than I do. But anyway, I sat at a total of four times with the final sitting that got me into my current course being last May. So this was when the GAMSAT first went online. Um, In terms of... um, sort of the differences between the sittings I went into the first two sittings relatively blind Um, if I'm completely honest I think it's because the perception that I had about the GAMSAT back then was that it wasn't something that you could entirely study for Um, you know I still believe that to some extent because you'll never be able to predict what will pop up on the exam Um, but um, yeah it just seemed like this thing where everything was just entirely out of my control but after receiving that second result and talking to other friends about it it kind of kicked in for me that there are actually things that you can control when it comes to the gamsat um so if we're talking about strategies there were a couple of things that i personally did and 
I guess the short answer to this question as to how should you approach the GAMSAT before I launch into everything um, is that you should probably sit down and confront your fears and weaknesses about it and really hone in on what it is that you personally need to work on. And Vera, why, um, why did you think that um, when you first time you started the GAMSAT, why did you think that it was not something that you can control? Because I feel like a lot of students have that similar perception. Um, yeah, I think it's also because um, the way that the exam is also designed is that all the information needed in order to attack the questions is presented in front of you. And I think just uh, the people and the conversations that I was having, um, it was just very, I don't know, <laughs> I think everyone sort of had that similar mindset where it was just um, you go in and it's your natural intellect or whatever it is um, that you have that'll carry you through the exam. You'll sort of just get it or you don't sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, Vera, thank you for sharing your GAMSAT story. Um, did you want to tell us a bit about your mindset when you first got your result? How did you feel um, in terms of GAMSAT? Yeah. So uh, as many others, my initial trajectory was heading towards medicine. Um, and I had many reasons for wanting to pursue it that continue to translate into dentistry, which I now do. Um, but I do remember when I first got my um, EOD, my rejection last year, it really did crush me. Um, I think everyone feels this if they're going through the same sort of thing. Um, and I'm about to get very uncomfortably honest, but I think it's very worth being honest about this sort of stuff because I'm willing to bet that at least someone out there feels the exact same way about this and needs to hear it. Yeah, um, we love honesty on this show, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, I remember underplaying the rejection very heavily, um, even to my friends and family. I remember closing off um, and dismissing it and just telling them that I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was going to be all right. Um, but I think, you know, you're allowed to be upset, you know, when you invest time and effort into your dreams, um, and it feels like in that moment, you've maxed out, there's nothing else you can do. You're a lot to, you're allowed to feel a lot of pain and anger and even perhaps resentment towards the system. And I think, um, knowing myself personally, I tend to be quite type A. Um, I like to, well, I'm, I don't like to do it, but I tend to bury my emotions when I've got things to concentrate I'm always thinking about you know the show needs to go on I think a lot of aspiring med and dentistry students are the exact same it just comes from being in a high stress environment and holding yourself to high standards um, but the thing with bottling up about these sorts of things is that eventually when you've reached a breaking point or you're about to it manifests itself in very unhealthy ways so that's why I think talking about this sort of stuff with your friends and family and being very honest um, and allowing yourself to be disappointed is super important. Yeah, I think it is so important to, you know, acknowledge those feelings because disappointment doesn't stop before medicine. You know, I feel like a lot of people think that you know, once you get into medicine, you'll always be happy, no longer be anything to be disappointed about. Um which is definitely not true. You'll face a lot of disappointments in medicine as well. Um, and I think it's important to talk about those feelings because it's how we cope with them in healthy ways and it's how we can sort of um, learn from them rather than um, sort of dwell on them and, and uh, stress over it. 100%. 100%. I completely agree. Um, yeah, and... I guess for me, um, personally, the way that I dealt with it, um, I decided to take a break. 
Um, I messaged my closest friends and told them that I was going to be absent for a bit. Um, I even messaged Eliza from Hallett and told her that I needed to take the week off. Um, and this time I was also very close to cutting it close to um, one of my, I did an honours year last year and I had a deadline. Um, but that week I didn't even go into the lab because I just knew that I wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, and then basically I cried in bed for a week. <laughs> very unhealthy. Um, but I, I feel like it was needed. Yeah. <laughs> um it's almost like I needed to hit rock bottom so I could get back up again and even now reflecting on it it feels like such a fever dream and so removed from reality because things have taken for a turn for better um but I think just thinking about it and and recognizing the fact that yes disappointment can definitely take a huge mental toll on us it's kind of important yeah absolutely and and so taking that disappointment and um trying to learn from it so we can turn it into into something good you know um but yeah so like what so what changed so you obviously suffered from this huge disappointment so something had to change um because you're thriving now you're doing very well <laughs> so, so what what changed um from when you hit rock bottom um yeah so obviously one thing that I was forced to do was think about the next steps um I think I really took the time to think about not just what I wanted from my career but also just what I wanted for my life. Like what were the personal milestones that I wanted to hit? Um, and was I able to maybe embark upon another career that would be able to afford me the same sorts of um, luxuries? Um, by the time December rolled around, I was really lucky to get a dentistry offer at Unimel. Um, and I'm actually really ha happy to report that I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I guess this is the part where I share why I'm really happy with dentistry. Um, I know that a lot of students uh, look at med and dentistry and have um, a little bit of difficulty deciding which profession is more suited to them. Um, yeah, so for dentistry, I really enjoy that it's very challenging and complex, yet at the same time targets a small and specialised part of the body, so head and neck. Um, and the career itself, you're interacting with patients. Patients often come to you when they're in pain, when they have problems. And just being there for people, um, I think, is a major reason why medicine and dentistry attract students as a dentist you also use your hands a lot um, it's a lot of intricate work which I'm personally drawn to um, my favorite hobby since childhood always involved using my hands like piano drawing so it almost makes sense to me as well um, at and at its current moment dentistry is really intense for me and I definitely could be more on top of everything but it's also allowed me to be part of other things as well. Um, so this year, um, I've taken on a lot more than just study. Instead of committing myself to just the one thing, I've, I've found happiness um, from other ways, basically. Uh, this year, I took up community manager and events roles at Howard, of course. Um, and I also recently stepped up into a vice president role at my uni club in Actus. And I reflect back and these experiences have taught me so much more about myself and allowed me to grow in other ways that I didn't think I was capable of. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest thing for me, the fact that the work-life balance is slightly more tolerable in dentistry. Think about other things that I want from my career, such as research, education, volunteering, all of which I'm very passionate about pursuing later on. And dentistry would be able to give me a shot at and there are other things like being able to travel the world, maybe potentially marriage and family way down the track, which I would just have more time to think about and perhaps do. Okay. And so you noticed that the lifestyle was really something that you thought could be suitable to you in your future. Um, but how did you feel once you chose DENT? 
Um, yeah, well, after I chose Dent, I think it just opened a lot of pathways for me. I think realistically, if my mental health couldn't take getting into medicine, continuously trying to subscribe myself to that lifestyle, um, which, you know, realistically continues to get busier and busier, as you've mentioned, probably wasn't a good idea. And, you know, this is why I have so much respect and admiration for med students and doctors and even those that continue to want to keep pushing for greater heights because the amount of ambition and grit and self-sacrifice that you need in order to not just survive but also thrive is just insane um and you know as a result some of my friends doing med are some of the most well-rounded resilient people i know like you karim um uh yeah that's that's sort of a really elaborate answer as to how things have changed um i'm gonna quote one of my friends here um life has a really weird way of working out I don't even know if I fully believe in that. I think that I'm one of the luckier ones as well and the cards have happened to fall into place for me. But I also think that as humans, we're wired to have this tendency to find a reason for why things had to happen. Um, and that's that's exactly what it is. You have to really think about um, why things have to happen and why you want to do certain things. Um, and it relates to career and life, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I think you should be really conscious when you're making those decisions, especially when they are sort of like life-altering decisions. Yeah, but what practical tips would you have for students who are in similar positions uh, to yourself not, not so long ago? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think a lot of people nowadays hear a lot of instant success stories um, and automatically it becomes super important super easy for you to compare yourself to others but the reality is that there really is no right way for you to get to places um if you didn't get the gamsat score for your dreams and you're feeling like or you didn't get the med offer that you wanted it doesn't mean that it's the end for you i think with any sort of dream or goal that anyone has yes there are quicker or smarter ways to get there but not being able to get there automatically is not a metric of your success or your adequacy by any means um, so to those of you who got your GAMSAT results recently and are disappointed, I hope you know that you've done well. Um, I know that your score might be saying otherwise, or you might be telling yourself the opposite, but you've really done well. The fact that you've taken the GAMSAT and you've decided that you want to spend your life investing in medicine or dentistry or you know, whatever it is that you want speaks volumes about your drive and your ambition. Um, and perhaps, you know, these recent results are pushing you to reevaluate what you want from life. I think if they're doing that, don't shy away from it. Um, rethinking about what you want from your life and your career is going to make you uncomfortable. But I also, I also think it's really necessary. Everything in life has potential to be a life experience and learning lesson. So um, I think even if it might be hard to see now, this is something that will inevitably shape you to be a better allied health professional in the future. Um, yeah, so I guess those are my final tips you know don't forget who you are and what you want in the grandest great scheme of life um you know eventually life is going to take you to different places you just have to remember what your passions are so continue to stay ambitious and stay hungry very very uh wise closing words there from Vera. <laughs> um definitely completely agree with everything you said uh staying ambitious is super important regardless of what career path you choose um but also remembering to take care of yourself along the way which is really what this whole episode is about <laughs> even if you're disappointed you gotta remember to take care of yourself and to sort of um use that to, to bounce back i suppose 
But thank you so much for joining us for this episode, Vera. We really appreciate your insight and we really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. Um, thank you to all our listeners for, for listening to this episode. Um, we'll be producing more episodes similar to this in the future, talking about um, other students and how they've dealt with disappointments in terms of the campsite. Um, but thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.